Hello everyone, thank you for joining me for my second podcast, Christian Democrat, looking at the intersection between biblical values and Democratic Party politics. Episode 2 today, we're going to be looking at should a Christian even be involved in politics at all? Is that something that a Christian should be doing? The, the argument sometimes you hear goes something like this, that in the Bible, the, the commands that a Christian are to follow seems to suggest that, that all we really need to do as a good Christian is go to church, read our Bible, pray, uh, love others, share, share Jesus with other people and bring them to church. And that's all that God requires of us. Okay? And the politics is kind of this dirty, worldly business that a, a good Christian doesn't even need to be involved with. So before we, can, before we can even get to the point where we talk about a Christian being a Democrat, we need to ask that a Christian even be involved anywhere in politics. So to answer this, I go back about 60, 70 years to 1951. A guy named Richard Niebuhr, that's N-I-E-B-U-H-R, Niebuhr, wrote a book called Christ and Culture, where he examined how different branches of Christianity have interacted with the culture that they live in. And I think that's instructive and helpful to kind of go back and look at this book and, and say that there are different ways over the years that different groups have interacted with cultures, and some have certainly shied away from politics because of it, that you find these groups sort of cherry-picking different Bible passages and using those to justify their position, but we want to see, you know, it may be exactly what a, what a better uh, understanding of the scriptures would tell us about politics. So let me kind of, uh, kind of paraphrase what he said in his book and uh, kind of maybe expand upon it because a lot of people have kind of jumped on this idea and kind of expanded it as well over the years. So one way that, that groups have looked at uh, the culture around them is I would say uh, is kind of a Christ away from culture that they've said, we're going to go make our own Christian community away from everybody else and not have anything to do with the world as much as possible, okay? And, and with this, you would you know, see a lot of them interpreting the Bible as, as the world being negative and bad, which it often is, but it's, it's not the material world that the scripture is saying is bad. It's, it's the worldly systems around us. So um, you'll see that uh, Amish groups and, and, and groups like that, Mennonite groups sometimes, will do this sort of thing, where they just really withdraw from society and do their own thing. Uh, another view would be to say, you know, Christ against culture. Okay, that these people say that their view is that culture is bad, but instead of withdrawing from it, they're going to fight against it. They're going to work to make sure that whatever the society's, whatever direction they're going, that they're going to fight against it and, and instead teach a biblical uh, idea instead of wherever the society had, tends to be heading at the moment. And these, these you see these, these cultural warriors often on the right, um, you know, really since the 1980s, uh, Christians got involved in politics, identifying themselves with the conservatives, with the Republicans, and it, and really demonizing the other side, which is a whole other podcast of why that's dangerous to do. But that, that's what's been done, is just to demonize the left and say that we're on the right, we have Christ, we're fighting against this corrupt culture that's going on around us. 
certainly there's some elements of truth to, to standing up to injustice in the world around us and things that aren't going the way God would like them to go. But I, I think that this review still misses the mark that we're, we're demonizing people. Um, we're, we're, we, we don't seem to have a positive message oftentimes. Oftentimes we just are against whatever is happening around us and we don't actually have a, a vision for ourselves. Okay. Um, another view would be Christ as culture. Okay, from one, from one extreme to the other, uh, some Christians just see, well, whatever has happening in the culture must be of God. It must be doing uh, God's will. So whatever things happen to be going on, those, those must be what God wants to happen. You know, and a lot of this you will see with liberal Christians and with mainline denominations sometimes as well. Just picking up whatever, whatever social movements happening in the culture, that, that's where God's at work. And that's that's also a little naive in the sense that we're not we're not critically examining things through a biblical lens. We're just sort of taking at face value whatever happens to be blowing in the wind at that point in time. Another view might be just simply like Christ above culture, where, where these people have sort of given up <laughs> engaging with culture and say, yes, Christ is Lord of my heart, and I will go to church, and I will do a bunch of religious things on Sunday, but then come the rest of the week, I, I look pretty much like the world. Okay, that these people have made a separation, uh, maybe more metaphysically than physically, between Christ and the world. And yes, Christ is still Lord, and we're supposed to love people, but in the rest of the week, I, I look pretty much the same as everybody else, and I don't really step out in faith to do anything differently. Um, and I think a lot of these are the people that go to church but really don't seem to, you don't see a lot of love in their heart. You don't see a lot of, of, of Christian ideals in what they're doing. Um, they, they will say the right things, you know, they'll do the right things on Sunday, become the rest of the week. They look a whole lot like everybody else, that they, they sort of made this separation in, in their mind that, that Christ is about religious churchy things and everyday life where I go to work and interact with people around me those those operate by the rules of the world and obviously that, that dichotomy is not scriptural it's not what we want the view that I would advocate is is Christ redeeming culture okay that I would I would advocate that every culture has good and bad in it it has things that are going well, things that are not going so well. And that Christ is working to take that culture and make it more and more in alignment with God's plan and with his will. And not to demonize people, not to, not to make uh, enemies of people unnecessarily, but to simply say we're going to work to make this a better place. We're going to make it more like what God's will is we're going to be a blessing to those around us we're going to work to love sacrificially to those around us and in, in essence take whatever good in the culture and just sort of make it even better okay. scripturally for that you'll find this really throughout the scripture and a lot of this has to do with with your idea of salvation some of these some of these other views of salvation have to do with thinking 
that when a person gets saved, it's just about me and Jesus and about him, him forgiving me some sins. And, and that's about it. That, that's about all the view of, of salvation goes for a lot of Christians in America today. But let me, let me challenge you with this. Go read Genesis 1 through 3, right? You'll see the creation account in Genesis 1 and 2. And in Genesis 3, you'll see the fall. You'll see where Adam and Eve sinned. And then go read Revelation 22, the last chapter in the Bible. And what you'll see is sort of a coming together of what started in Genesis is what ended up in Revelation. The tree of life appears again in Revelation 22. Right? The tree of life is what Adam and Eve ate from when they weren't supposed to. Okay? Well, I should say, it's, it was a, the, sorry, it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil they ate from they weren't supposed to but the tree of life was there and they were not allowed to eat from the tree of life I should have said uh, to protect them because they were not in a state they were in a state of rebellion at that point so but now once you're a redeemed people in Revelation 22 the tree of life appears again and the leaves are says for the healing of the nation okay and the curse that you see in Genesis 3 has been put away in Revelation 22 that what Christ is doing on the cross is not just forgiving sins, it certainly was that, but it was more than that. It was also redeeming a whole person and putting a whole person back together. And it was more than that. It was, it was putting the relationships that that person had with other people back together and restoring those relationships. And it was more than that. It was taking the relationships of those people with the relationships of, of many other people and putting whole cultures back together and putting whole countries back together. It says it's for the healing of the nations, those leaves on that tree in Revelation 22. So I encourage you to go read that and to see that what God is doing is restoring that image of God in us so it's no longer stained with sin, but now free to live out as we're supposed to live. And that means we have dominion over the earth. Right? That means we're able to say, how things are going to be structured here on this planet and that involves culture that's going to involve government and, and religion and politics and all those things so is it good for a christian to be involved in politics absolutely now that's not going to be for everybody everybody has their own gifts and their own way that, that god has made them so some people are not going to be heavily involved in politics that's clear but i think everybody should vote everybody should participate in some form since it is your government but we need to as, as christians and culture think about engaging that culture and working to celebrate the good things that are already in that culture but also redeeming those things that aren't good and working to end the things that are sin and working to change them into something that would be something pleasing to God. So I think there's a pretty good mandate from scripture to engage in politics. Um, not having haven't said anything yet about being a Democrat. This is just engaging simply in politics. I have to do a lot more argumenting or a lot more argumentation to get to the point where you say yeah, the Democrat is is where we ought to be, and I, I get that. I got lots more ideas, lots more podcasts. I think coming up, maybe next week, maybe I'll look a little bit at immigration. That that seems to be a hot topic. I really haven't delved into the reasons why I think the Democratic Party is is better than the Republican Party at this point. Uh, I also think I'll, th I'll talk about some wedge issues uh, like abortion, like gay marriage, like immigration. I think these wedge issues are a real problem for us today and, and cause a lot of 
Christians to, to go to the Republican Party or something even to the Democratic Party without fully considering all the issues going along. So thanks for listening. I hope you uh, found this helpful looking at how a Christian can be involved in politics and serve God and glorify God. And have a blessed day.